Hello and welcome to a new episode of Infinite Growth. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're listening. And again, thank you very much for all the support. I love every single message I get. Um, yeah, everybody reaching out to me. Also, thank you for some of you already asking uh, for a wish for a podcast podcast episode. And that's why today's episode um, was asked for. And I think it's such an important one. And I think it's such a beautiful one. And I have so much to yeah to tell about that. And it's about my solo traveling. I already introduced myself in the first episode and I mentioned I've been traveling full-time for five years. I've been traveling for five years non-stop and I know that's a very very long time and I've never thought like looking back when I was still in high school finishing my A-levels I, I did not expect to be the person traveling around the world and just not stopping But somehow that's how it ended up being. And today I want to give you all the insight about how I did it, why I did it, where I go. And my top tips for, for traveling, for solo traveling, for female solo travel, travelers, for everything that I think could be interesting. If you're maybe at a point where you're like, yes, I want to go travel by myself Or if, you, if you're like, okay, I've been traveling already, but I want to go the step to just doing it all by myself. Or maybe you're like, oh, I'm already a traveler, but I'd like to hear some tips how I can even maybe travel cheaper, more efficiently, or where to go next. Sorry, there's a, <laughs> a fly in my face. So this episode is all about this today. To answer you why I traveled for five years, I think we need to go back in time when everything started. So I'm German and I think in general Germans or like people from Europe, especially from the center of Europe and especially from a country that's so privileged. Traveling is something that's quite normal. Going on holiday to France or Spain or the Netherlands or wherever close by. It's just like you just do it. It's nothing like special. And I think because we're, because we're European have such a wide and broad understanding of different cultures and traveling because we are very fortunate to be living on a very small but very cultural diverse continent and because we're very fortunate to have a very good economy that we can afford traveling in our holidays and something we have as a privilege which took me a little bit to understand but especially as a young person when you're in Germany or in in, in the center of Europe, in most of the countries, you can just say, okay, after high school, you're going to live with your parents, you're going to just get even a minimum wage job as a waitress or someone as a cashier in the supermarket, you're just going to work this for a few months, which is not the most pleasant thing to do, but you're like, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to put, and then I can for traveling for a few couple of months somewhere else, especially because a lot of very... <laughs> Purple-led travel destinations are a lot cheaper to live at than to live in Germany or in Europe. So I think growing up in this like culture where I, I am fortunate enough to work a bit and just like hustle a bit a few months and then still be able to go and travel with that money and also with the understanding of different cultures and traveling is not such a scary thing, that set a base of me wanting to experience a different culture. So after high school, I was like, okay, like I want to study. I was 99% sure I'm 
going to study if you ask people from a high school like how I was back then like I think everybody thought I'm gonna like have a very like like career-driven life and very much focused on going like to uni because all my siblings went to uni and like I was set on that trail but I was like okay let's explore the world a bit for a year so I was thinking okay where do I want to go I always wanted to go to Australia and New Zealand because <laughs> when I was a kid my favorite my favorite tv show was dance academy so i don't know who else out there watched it but that created this big urge to like go to sydney and i don't know i see all the spots where they filmed dance academy i was a big belly girl and somehow this tv show i watched it a hundred times like i know like i know some spots of the series like just by heart some like episodes for example, the one where Sammy dies. I'm okay now. I'm spoiling. I'm sorry, but the one where Sammy dies. It's like I've watched it so often, but it's just so close to my heart. But I mean, five years ago, like Australia was a very mainstream country to go to and to travel and to backpack. And I always, I think, I always wanted to be a bit special in my choices, and that's why I decided, okay, let's crew Australia. I don't know, it's also f so far away, and it seemed very expensive and very impossible. Let's do something more unique. Let's do something more unique. So I decided to do a volunteering year in somewhere in Africa. I actually always wanted, like back then when I was applying to the organization, they had different spots. They have they had some in South America, but I wasn't really into Spanish yet back then. Now I'm really much interested in a Spanish-speaking country because I speak fluent Spanish. But back then, I really wanted to go to Africa. I don't know why, but since I was a kid, like every time in geography class, like Africa came up, I think it was just so fascinating how life on this continent seemed very different to life in Europe. So I wanted to go to South Africa at first, but then my organization decided to send me out to volunteer in Malawi. Malawi is a very small, very unknown country in Africa. It's in the southeast of Africa. It's like next to Tanzania, um, Zambia and Mozambique. And it's a beautiful country. I've never heard of it before. Like I always... So often when I say Malawi, people come and do like, what, malaria? And I'm like, I mean, yes, there is malaria in Malawi, but it's Malawi, it's a country. It's also called the warm heart of Africa, which is a very good description. And for everybody, for, every, for anybody who wants to experience some authentic African culture and wants to be safe, go to Malawi. I mean... I don't want to say that Malawi is like 100% safe and nothing's going to happen, but compared to other African countries, it's super, super safe. So I applied for this official governmental um, volunteering year for everybody who's German. It's called Weltwärts. You can just look it up. I will put it on in the info descriptions. So you look it up and you can apply to a lot of different organizations and in a lot of different countries. So it's a governmental funded volunteering year which sends out young people to development countries to do, I would say, a learning year there. What's really important and what changed my perspective a lot about that, I don't want to go too deep, but before I went to Malawi, I had the big motivation to change something, to give something back to less fortunate people, to, to be a saver in a way. And I don't know if you heard about the topic white saverism, but 
like back then being 18 wanting to go to a very African country doing something good was basically the definition of white saviorism but then actually living there and experiencing the culture and reflecting what I'm doing I realized this volunteering year is not helping the people there I was teaching in a school helping a bit but like the money the government of Germany invested in me they could have invested on site in I would say supplies like other things and it would have helped a lot more so this volunteering year is more about helping yourself to get a broader understanding about the world and then the true work actually not lies in going developing country but it lies with going back with the knowledge and the new perspective you gained back to Germany back to your home country and bring a broader understanding to the people there so being more reflected about what globalization and what also global construct means so I would not say it's a volunteering and development volunteering year it's a learning year for yourself and it's a huge self-developing year I mean I went there I was you need to <laughs> you need to imagine I was 18 I just finished high school and I decided to move out okay that's a big step I would say moving out by yourself going somewhere else big step but I didn't only decide to move out I decided to move to the other side of the world by myself to a continent I've never been to one of the poorest countries in the world all by myself and it was a lot I cannot lie I mean the challenges I've overcame there were pretty hard and in the beginning it was very challenging I felt very alone I was super overwhelmed there were days where I really genuinely thought about calling my organization and quit and to travel home because I was so homesick and I've always been a very independent person so like people told me you're going to be homesick some days I did not expect it to hit so hard I really had days and days where I just cried in bed where I just felt very lonely and very misplaced but now looking back I'm very grateful for this episode there because it made me a lot stronger because it taught me so much I can still remember it's one of my favorite examples of one of I think maybe even some of the biggest life lessons I've made so far and let me start with the story and then I tell you the lesson out of, the, out of it something it's very ridiculous if I like talk about it now but so Malawi has very good data reception so everyone like on in Malawi doesn't matter if you like somewhere out on the road like the data you get on your phone is much more reliable than in Germany um so there is no uh, back then when I was there four years ago there wasn't anything like wi-fi like no one really had wi-fi it was no thing so you just had your data so you need to be very conscious about how you, much you use like I couldn't just watch Netflix at home but I mean I was like okay I'm gonna invest a little bit of money in a few gigs a month so I can call friends I can do something because I was living alone in like this little house and if you live in Malawi or like in an African country mostly like you shouldn't leave your house after sunset so when it's dark you, you just need to be home or you need to be with friends or like in a car like you shouldn't walk around and do much things so there wasn't lots for me to do than just be home and spend the evenings by myself and I mean the internet is a great way to entertain yourself so 
As I said, data was everywhere great, except one place. And that was my apartment. Except inside my apartment. I just did not have any reception. I couldn't have a call. I couldn't watch anything. It was horrible. So every time I wanted to have a chat with a friend because I was homesick with my family, I needed to go out in my garden. I mean, I was super fortunate that I lived on a quite big property where I had a garden, so I was still safe. But also in Malawi, there is malaria and the malaria flies or mosquitoes. They're very active during sunset or like like after the sunset. So it's always like, okay, you need to go out, but then you need to put on long clothes, put on some repellent. And yeah, it really, really got to me. The fact that everywhere I had great Wi-Fi except or great data except my house I got so frustrated. I like I had days where I rambled about it and I was like, this is so unfair. Like I feel so alone and I just want to have a call with a friend when I'm laying in bed, but I can't even do this. And like, like I, I don't really feel so safe and I can't connect with the people. And like, I think the first month I put a lot of energy in oh, trying to, I don't even know what I tried. I would just put a lot of energy in complaining about it. And then I, I can still remember that one day I was going on over the same thing. I didn't have data. It really frustrated me. And then I just realized, you know what? Just leave it. Isabel, just leave it. You're investing so much energy in just (laughs) complaining and complaining about that you don't have a good data reception in your apartment. I was complaining day by day and I just realized I can't change that. Me complaining about this thing will not change it. So I I really realized if I can change it, I need to learn to radically accept it. If I can't change something, there's no, it doesn't make sense to spend my precious energy just rambling, complaining about it. If I can't do anything about it, then leave it. Let's rather put the energy in something good that makes me happy. And this is just one very, like, I mean, it was very significant learning for me, but a very small, like, moment. But I remember, like, in this seven months I've been in Malawi, I I learned, I think, looking back on the last five years traveling, that was still the year I've learned the most. Because it was the year where I overcame my own comfort zone every single day, traveling solo especially to a country that has a very different culture is requiring you to overcome and step outside your comfort zone every single day and where does growth live outside your comfort zone so i was growing insanely i can still remember we had before we went to our like volunteering year we had like seminars and one of the like previous like former volunteers she was there she was telling about her experience and she said doing a year like this will set you developing seven years ahead what you develop what you would usually develop within seven years of like personality and maturity this year will do that for you in a year because it's it's a very big thing you're taking on and i mean like like seven years is like it's like a very accurate number but like it really i think the best tool for self-development and growth is traveling so after being in malawi for seven months i've it was planned to be there for 11 months but then COVID hit so i need to go back so from one day to the other so i was slowly arriving and really feeling home and I always said like 
I was in the beginning I was planting the seeds I was like preparing the ground to grow something and that's very hard work and it felt like very hard work I participated in like social gatherings from the church or schools or whatever there was nearly every single night of the week to make friends to make communities and it was very very hard work I I went to strangers in coffee places and just asked them if they want to go for coffee and be my friends because I was very desperate but I also realized like I will not arrive somewhere and have a community if I don't actively build one. So I was planting the seeds and and then I slowly saw the seeds growing. And then you can harvest it. And that's the same with going somewhere, building a community, arriving. But in my situation, I was planting the seeds. I could then slowly after like four months see my seeds growing my plants are becoming bigger and I started harvesting one or two plants but then the call came was like there's this global pandemic I mean it didn't really hit Africa yet back then like in Malawi there was everything was still normal and then they told me I need to go back to Germany where everything was under lockdown already so from one to the other day they gave us a call and said you're gonna fly out back to Germany tomorrow And I was still planning with being there for five months. I've been planting and growing my plants to like harvest them. And now they're telling me I can't harvest the plants. I can't like I can't harvest what I what I put in the ground. I can't really take it home. And it was quite hard. And I know it's a very privileged position back then. I mean, I was able to fly back to Germany like other people, especially in these countries, they suffered a lot from the lockdowns and everything. So I don't want to complain at all like I was super privileged I had an organization taking me back home where I'm safe but it was hard to adjust when I was back and then so the the sort of uh, the official (laughs) idea was one year Malawi and then I'm gonna study politics and sociology there was the plan and then I'm gonna be I don't know going into politics trying to I don't know I don't even know what the plan was back then because I'm I went a very different route. So I went a very different route, but why? So when when I came back to Germany, I was like moving out, like got my own like room in a shared apartment and worked in a beer garden for a bit because I just thought, okay, let's just use the summer and I just think what I'm gonna do. I already applied for uni. But it seemed like that uni is going to be very much online from that semester on 2020 in like October. And I was like, okay, I don't want to like, I don't want to move to a new city, just sitting in front of my computer all day long, not knowing my people, being isolated just to study. And then I made the decision, okay, you know what, I'm just going to postpone that whole studying thing one more year. and Just start it right, because I wanted the parties, I wanted like, you know, everything that's fun about studying. Like I just, I did not only want to study, to study, I wanted to have this studying lifestyle. So I was like, okay, let's just postpone that, do it right. Okay, but then the question was, okay, what do I do till then? So I thought, okay, I really like traveling, like I really like this experience I had in Malawi. Let's see if I can have a similar experience somewhere else so I was like making research and looking things up and was like okay how can I do finance myself this traveling how can I travel within Europe because I mean it was still a pandemic so it was pretty hard to go overseas and then I found this thing actually so funny I found it through someone I knew from Malawi and she was doing work way 
or like a work and travel exchange in Germany and then like I saw it over like like I found it somehow through free clicks through Instagram so very like far away but I found this thing called work and traveling or this app called work and travel hop and stay woofing like I've never heard of these concepts but they were like the entry for me to travel much longer so what is work and traveling work and traveling is a very simple concept so you basically you go somewhere it can be a hotel it can be like a family it can be a permaculture um farm it can be a hostel whatever like there's very different kinds of hosts out there and there are these different platforms one of them wordpackers or workaway was the one i used a lot but there's hop and stay there's a lot of different platforms just google work and travel exchanges then you find a platform and then you can make a choice where you want to sign up so usually you sign up you need to pay a little membership fee i remember i think for workaway it was around 40 dollars a year back then when i signed up and um, so it's it's quite affordable it's like it's not too much but you need to sign up so what you basically do you go and say okay where do i want to travel to let's say i want to go to spain and then they tell you the different host so host is usually like the business or family and they say okay we want to help we we need help and we offer usually the deal is you work five hours a day five days a week so 25 hours so part-time and in exchange you get food and accommodation there are some paid positions but it's very tough to get one usually like they don't even get back to you and then especially if you if you go somewhere outside the european union it's hard to get a paid positions because of visa things but the normal work away it doesn't pay you anything but you don't need to pay for your living i ended up going to uh, the canary islands doing an internship there and then i went to andalusia uh, doing a work away there where I then also end up staying another summer it was a vegan finca shout out to finca vegana give them all a follow it's like basically my home so that's how i was like okay i can travel now because i don't need a lot of money sure i need a little bit of savings to get to the place and to also maybe sometimes pay for like some activities and for like some special things like it's i mean you need a little bit of income or a little bit of savings but it's like far less expensive than if you would go hostel hopping on all of all of the time you go hostel hopping and stay in hotels and all of that because you only need to pay for everything that's a little bit luxurious like your basic needs are covered And what I did, I always decided to be at a place for three to six months because this allowed me to really get to know the culture. I was never the kind of person who just backpacked and really liked to be everywhere, like to be at a different place every second week. I really liked to just have my routines, arrive somewhere, also call a place home, get to know my work environment and get to know the people. And also it helped me to travel more affordably because just changing your location every six months meant I did not need to pay for a lot of bus tickets or flights. Like I was basically living somewhere and barely spent any money for that. So in the beginning, I just had some savings from working three months in the beer garden, just put a lot of money to the side so I could just live from that. And then I know in my second year, I started getting a little online remote job in digital marketing, doing some social media. And that helped me uh, paying a little bit to just cover the costs I have. It wasn't enough to cover 
my whole life if I wouldn't do work away or work and travel exchange but with the work and traveling it worked quite well because I still had a lot of free time I mean I only worked part-time I only worked my 25 hours a week but I could still enjoy and travel and meet new people so this is I think I mean it's the most asked question how did I afford traveling and how do I do it and I can proudly say that every cent I spent in the last five years I worked for it and I financed myself because often people think like oh you know like their parents pay for it like oh, she she just she gets the monies from her, she gets the money from her parents or whatever but I did not I like from day one when I decided I want to do that lifestyle I knew I'm I'm gonna afford it myself and I'm really proud to say that I made something possible I did not thought that is possible to travel so long because back then when I was look watching like TikToks or Instagrams or meeting people who've been traveling so long I was like okay this is I mean for them because maybe their parents pay or they have a full-time job remote but like it's not possible for me but it is there is a way and I was willing to work and at one point I was thinking okay like I'm spending so much time in these different like environments and businesses and I'm just working for free all the time but I was not working for free because I gained so much experience. For example the vegan finca I was working at in the first year like I was planning to be there for one and a half months. I was planning to I was planning to work at this finca or to volunteer at this finca for one and a half months and then I did I don't even know what I was thinking I think I thought I want to go back to Germany and work another like summer job at I think Mercedes <laughs> I actually got the offer to work at Mercedes which is it's very hard to get in as like like a summer job but somehow I got the opportunity and you can make a lot of money I mean you work shitty hours and it's not enjoyable but you make a lot of money but actually working at this finca there and really like catering to the guests cooking for the guests like doing the own permaculture I learned such a hands-on approach on life and that's what all of these workaways they taught me it's like learning by doing and learning the things that I really needed so I actually decided to stay a whole six months and this place became my home I returned the next summer and been working and volunteering there another whole summer so in total I lived there I think for a year and the people there they're my family and it's been the most incredible experience and it's something I would never want to miss so I always keep going like okay but what okay but what was with the plan of going to uni so <laughs> there was a lot of internal strugglings struggles happen happening there was a lot of internal processing because I mean my plan was to just postpone uni for another year and then just go to uni when everything is back to normal okay there we are I'm, I'm on the finca by now and I was like okay like I should apply for uni again because uni is starting soon so okay should I do that or not and then slowly I realized oh, I love my life right now I love just waking up doing something and working and it fulfills me so much like I was getting more energy from the work I was doing than than spending and I think that's the dream if you get energy from the work you're doing then you you're doing something right it was like the idea to just go now to uni to sit down and learn very fair like 
learn a lot of things in my mind like to analyze to not really be hands-on doesn't really seem it would make me happy at this moment and then I made this bold choice to say okay you know what I'm not gonna postpone uni I'm just gonna leave it for now I'm just not trying to like I didn't want to give me another year and say okay after this year I'm gonna go to uni I want like I just said okay you know what I don't it doesn't seem like that uni fulfills me at this moment it's not something I really want to pursue if that ever is gonna change I'm, I'm I'm going for it but at the moment like it's it doesn't really resonate and I'll want to live a different approach of life and that was a very big step because as I said I everybody around me thought I'm gonna I'm gonna go to uni I'm gonna do the career path and I even thought this myself I was so dedicated like if you would have asked me after high school like how many percentage you think you're gonna do the career route I would say 99% I'm gonna study like no way but somehow this traveling showed me such a new way of living and such a new way of approach of life and there's something out there than just um, the highway so then I just decided okay let's keep going so I did another volunteering I was in a pair in Austria I did a whole ski season I was um, working three jobs at this time I was in a pair I still had my online remote shop that paid a little bit of my bills and then I was also selling ski tickets on my day is off to save for my yoga teacher training in Portugal and then I went and backpacked for Portugal at my yoga teacher training did another season in Spain and then went to Panama, met my now fiance, traveled to Costa Rica, because he's South African, I somehow ended up here in South Africa, and here I am now. Lots happened, lots of places and lots of homes. What I get asked a lot is, what is your favorite place? And I think for everybody who traveled a lot out there, it's one of the worst questions to ask. Not because it's a horrible question, it's just like there's no answer. I really... I'm so grateful for every place I've been at because every place I lived at and worked and like traveled to released something about myself and showed me a new aspect of myself and showed me a new aspect of life and I learned so much and so many different lessons in each of these places. I started creating this little travel book and it's my my tattoos. So in every place for every chapter I got a tattoo that symboled one of my internal learnings and one of my internal growths I've I've been I've been having at this station in my life. And that's why I can never and I will never be able to answer where was what was my favorite place. I mean my heart is still in Andalusia because this the thinker I've been working at and the people is just so close but I've been seeing incredible other things in other countries and I'm so glad for every person I met on the way and I think that's something that also traveling I made so many contacts and I have so many people all around the world I'm an and I have so many friends and so many people so close to my heart. I shared a very intense, sometimes short chapter, but still very precious chapter with them. And this is something I will never want to miss. And I think sometimes I need to realize that like, I have so many people all around the world and that's why it's hard to sometimes stay in touch with some friends because there's just so many, but I'm so grateful for that. So, so that was like four years and then recent then last year I slowly realized okay 
I really love this lifestyle, but I also want to settle down a bit. Like I love going out of my comfort zone, meeting new people. I mean, because I've I've moved, I think I counted that I moved in my life like 12 to 15 times when like and like and in like I think I lived in eight different countries and this really teaches you how to be open, how to connect, how to make new friends. I could feel it here being in Cape Town now. I just moved here like two months ago and connecting to new people is very easy to me at this point because I've been training it the last five years nonstop. I've been I've been throwing in situations where no one knew me, where I just needed to make friends to not be alone. Here are my top tips for solo travelers. Number one, don't be shy. And I know this is hard to say because some people are more shy and that's okay. But don't be afraid of somebody's reaction if you approach them. Especially, let's say you go somewhere and you stay in a hostel with other backpackers. Everyone is out there to look for friends. Everybody's in need for new people. So the likelihood that if you approach someone and say, hey, what's your plans for tonight? You want to go out? You want to grab dinner? It's very high that they're going to say, yes, I would love to. And maybe this person will not be your best friend forever, but at least you're going to share a beautiful moment, like your beautiful moment and memory. And that's worth just going out approaching people. Number two is be prepared. And be prepared, I mean, with especially if you're a solo female traveler, is make your research where you're going. Make sure you're safe. There are different apps you can download. For example, if you go in an Uber somewhere alone, you can send a friend the, the license plate. Or like there's different apps that track where you are. Make a research where you're safe and not. And be surrounded by people when you go out during the day or during the night. Depends where you are. But do something that makes you also feel feel safe in your nervous system and just make your research because especially if you come from Europe a lot of places are very different when it comes to safety and I'm so glad that in these five years nothing happened to me I was not robbed once I was I mean there were some approaches and people making asking me to marry them but like I had so many good experiences and sure there were also experience where I was standing in the middle of the bush in Africa and it was sunsetting and like my motorbike taxi did not have any petrol and I was freaking the fuck out of course I mean there are stories but I was always lucky and like I always made my research and was sure to just act a little bit safer when it comes to traveling especially for women better safe than sorry I'm sometimes like even here in Cape Town, I know a lot of a lot of my friends they sometimes walk somewhere, but if I don't feel it, I'd rather take an Uber than risk in something because I don't want to have that bad experience because I know that it can shatter my whole feeling of being safe when traveling. So just be safe, make your research, but you're gonna be fine. Don't wait for other people to go with you. If there's nobody out there who wants to go backpacking he wants to go travel the world don't wait for it just do it because even if there's no one around you and your bubble at the moment who wants to do that there are a lot of people out there who's who are doing it already and who you're gonna meet with and especially if you're still maybe at the hometown where you grew up and you're like oh, i want to go out travel do it the people you will meet and the horizons that will expand is far far bigger than you can even imagine at this moment I mean the people I've met it's like I think that's the most inspiring thing and that's maybe even the thing why I 
grew the, like where I grew the most is the encounters of people all around the world if it's with a local uber driver if it's with another aspiring and inspiring backpacker if it's with one of my hosts for tour guide like the people I've been speaking and building relationship with they were worth every cent I spend on traveling they were worth every maybe even not so beautiful not so beautiful moment so yeah Prepare yourself of being uncomfortable. Traveling is not like Instagram portrays it. There's so many travel influencers out there and so many people doing exactly this, showing the perfect world of traveling, nothing's going wrong, just the most beautiful highlights. But this is where you need to put an emphasis on. These are highlights. So <laughs> I think everybody who has been traveling knows there will be shitty days there will be days where everything feels against you where things don't work out like where your bus is not arriving when when your hotel is cancelled there will be days where everything feels like shit and you just want to go home you're sitting there maybe you're waiting for a bus you just wish you could just be home for like two days be comfortable especially if you do a lot of backpacking and you change your hostels every few days like It's exhausting and it strains on you and it's a lot of new ins so pre prepared of being uncomfortable. But that's why I say growth happens where you step outside your comfort zone. And traveling does it every single day. But that's the beauty of it. And that's also the reason why after four years I realized okay, I wanna stop because I've been growing a lot and I've been going outside my comfort zone a lot. But I'm also ready to just be a little bit more boring, be more in my comfort zone and just live somewhere, even if it's abroad, even if it's here in South Africa, but just to live and not needing to worry where will I be in a year from now. So I hope this episode gave you a little insight on why I decided to travel, how I traveled and a few tips for my solo travelers out there, for my female solo travelers. I mean, I could go so much deeper and like things about what backpack did I use, like how to book a fly the best way, how to have like topic of packing cubes. I mean, I lived with hand luggage, like my whole life was in a 12 kilo hand luggage bag for like two years. And that really taught me to be super, super minimalistic. So I could go in all about these details. So if you're interested in that, and if you have very specific questions about how to travel and do all of that, then let me know. And um, I'll get back to you on that. We're gonna do a second episode about this. But for now, this was just, I think, a big overview about what I learned as well. And I mean, I can't put in words what I learned about traveling because there's so much. <sighs> traveling is the biggest teacher of life. Or it was my biggest teacher. It's like traveling is my guru for life. And If I wouldn't have traveled that much, I would not be the same person I'm now. I wouldn't have the insights and I'm still so grateful I get to live abroad in a new country where I experience a new culture. I'm super grateful I'm able to be in an interracial, interracial relationship because this also widens my horizons a lot and it's a new culture. I'm very much in tune and... Um, exposed to every day and I think the challenges that come with traveling are real and if you go travel don't underestimate them but I can tell you that 
growth and experience are worth it. And I've not met one single person who went out and traveled and regretted it. I don't know any single person who regretted the money they spent on traveling. And if I look back on how much money probably I made the last five years and how much of that I spent for flights, for traveling, for all of that, it would be ridiculous. I don't even want to do that because I'm like, oh my God, I spent so much money on flights. But no, I did not spend money on flights. I spent money on life experience, on happiness, on freedom, on growth. And I would do it every single day. And I'm definitely not done with traveling. Maybe done with full-time traveling, not having a hub. But traveling will always be a part of my identity. And it will always be, it will always have a very important space in my heart. So, yeah. I hope this episode encouraged you a bit. If you have questions, very specific ones, let me know. Um, I'm really happy when it comes to traveling to share every little detail. I'm not gatekeeping. I'm always, I'm also so glad because in the last year, because I've shared on my Instagram as well, as well that I've been doing this for a while, a lot of people sometimes reach out and ask me very specific question, how and when and everything. And if you, if you like, okay, I want to travel, but I'm scared or I don't know how to do this or this and visa issues and whatever, just pop me a DM because probably I went through the same struggles and I'm more than happy to just pass on what I learned. So yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um, I hear you hopefully next Wednesday. I took a week off um, to just come back with full energy. I didn't feel too well last week. But yeah, please, if you like that episode, leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to me. Maybe go and check out the socials and yeah I wish you a beautiful day